What's up, everybody? It's your man, Plyrock. And before we get started with today's podcast, just wanted to take this opportunity to remind you to please follow us on Facebook at Ply and the Moldog. That's P-L-Y-A-N-D-T-H-E-D-A-W-G, Ply and the Moldog. You can also find our live video game show most nights of the week at Plyrock Gamer on Facebook. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Plyrock Gamer, P-L-Y-R-O-C-K-G-A-M-E-R. We appreciate all the support. We'd love it if you dropped us some feedback, a subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. It really helps out the show. Thank you so much and enjoy. Meeting at the intersection of entertainment and knowledge, of greatness and destiny, comes the greatest sports video game movie podcast on today. Please welcome in your hosts, Plyrock and Mitch the Moldaw. What's up everybody? It's your man Plyrock and welcome to a special edition of Ply in the Moldog. Moldog's not going to be with us tonight, but we got a special guest host, one of my good friends, fellow streamers on Facebook Gaming. It's my main man, Preacher. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, just having a good, relaxing uh, uh, quarantine and enjoying all that. <laughs> Aren't we all having a good, relaxing quarantine? Dude, thanks so much for joining us tonight, man. Now, Preacher and I, we're going to be playing some video games tonight here on a Tuesday. This is when you're listening to it. But Facebook Gaming kind of took a big crap on itself. So we said, eh, why don't we talk what we do best? Why don't we talk about video games for a little while with you guys? And there have been some big games that dropped these past couple of weeks. Preacher has been diving deep and hard into Call (laughs) of Duty Warzone. And, of course, your man, Doomply. He's been all over the new Doom. So, Preacher, I know you've seen me play a little bit of Doom, but before I get into this just in-depth review, what are your impressions so far of Doom Eternal? Oh, man, gosh. I mean, it's all the same stuff that you usually say. Like, it's brutal. You got all the the, the fast action. Sometimes I almost wonder if it's too fast. It's one of those things that I think you have to play in order to, to know how it feels when you're watching there's just so much going on and and uh it's great for for visual content but it's it looks just fantastic it makes me really want to buy it every time i watch you play it it is absolutely insane so did you play doom 2016 at all yes sir Get the game. okay you remember how fast it was right mm-hmm. like when it got going no just times that by two because <laughs> Last night, literally, I streamed it from 9 p.m. till about 3 o'clock in the morning last night. And I was going to stop at midnight, but I thought I was close to the end of the game. So I was like, well, it's going to overtime, man. So I kept going. I'm chasing down the final boss, so I don't want to spoil it here on the podcast because it's a really cool twist. But I'm trying. I'm like, we're so close. And it's like 2.30 in the morning, and my eyes are just like melting off my face. And I'm like... I'm like, I got into this final battle, which finally made me want to go to bed. It was like 25 minutes long, literally hundreds of demons coming at me. It was like Diablo, but a first person shooter Diablo. It was so fast and so insane. I finally was like out of breath and so overtired from playing it. But so I was like, like, you know, when you have too much adrenaline and too much testosterone, 
Like, I had hit the wall at, like, six hours. I was like, I got to go to bed, guys. Like, I'm going to die. So, (laughs) Doom Eternal is a little bit different than Doom 2016. You do still have the uh, resource management that you had in Doom 2016. Like, the glory kills would give you health. Uh, The chainsaw would give you ammunition. Uh, I don't know if you remember how you had to kind of, like, resource manage as you moved around. They did do a few things different with this one, though. Uh, Number one, you run out of ammo way faster. So you really have to control your resource management in this one. And because they wanted to encourage you to use those those uh, vehicles like the chainsaw. And they did put a rocket launcher on Doom Guy's shoulder. So the rocket launcher has like a flamethrower on it. And the flamethrower... And is the new mechanic where when you hit the enemies with the flamethrower, they shoot, they like shit out armor, basically. So oh. you have to, not only do you have to control your health with the glory kills, you have to control your ammo uh, with the chainsaw. Now you have to control your armor with the flamethrower. So there's those three different, and if you stand still, as Preacher can tell anybody, you can attest to this. You stand still in this game, you're dead. Mm-hmm. So you have to constantly run. The um, other than that, it's it's like almost the same as Doom twenty sixteen. Like I said, it's just faster. Uh, there's no longer just one like glory kill animation per demon. There's multiple depending on where you activate the glory kill. So if you're behind them, the Doom Slayer will you know rip off their head from behind or snap their neck down and shove it up their ass or whatever he's doing. It depends on where you are on the demon in order uh, when you when you activate the glory kill. So that's cool. That gets rid of some of the monotony in the first game. Every glory kill for each demon was kind of the same no matter where you activated it. Um, I'm almost through with the campaign, so I'm comfortable talking about that. I'm almost out of breath talking about it as I am when I actually play it. <laughs> I do love it. It's one of my favorite games of all time. So if that's what you guys needed to hear, yeah, go buy this shit now. But it, it's it's got some differences, man. Like, Preacher, did you ever think we would see a real story in a Doom game? Yeah, right. I, it, I noticed that just from watching you, that there seemed to be a very actual, like, engaging narrative going on that made you want to play for not just the action on screen and the shooting, but also... To see where the story took you. you know? Yeah. It's it's almost like they're building like a Destiny type mm-hmm. uh, lore behind it. Now, you don't have to pay attention to the story, by the way, to be fair. You can go past it. So most of the story is told. You find like these flaming book pages. And they add to like a codex in your menu where you can read a lot of the backstory. But they are clearly building a giant universe out of this with tons of different worlds and characters and gods and goddesses. And they're definitely trying to branch out. Now, doom guy still does not talk preacher, but he doesn't need to. Right. So (laughs) he speaks with his fists and guns. Oh my gosh. He's got the largest arms in the world, but he, (laughs) he doesn't talk, but it's funny when you play the game, he does emote. Uh, by his um, by his uh, body language, clearly, and his over-the-top aggressiveness and how annoyed he is, he does give off emotion. He, he actually does tell 
a story in his silence. So he's not like, what was that game? Half-Life. Was it Gordon? Yeah, Gordon Freeman. Yeah. Yes. You know, Gordon never said anything or did. Like, it was always people just talking to Gordon. But you never really saw Gordon, right? You just saw him on the cover of the video game. Right. Um, clear now that with this, do there are actual like third person cutscenes that there's not too many of them, so it doesn't overwhelm you, but it does it does pull back and you do see the Doom guy in his full glory, in whatever outfit you've unlocked for him, <laughs> and uh, he is interacting with talking characters. Are there princess unicorn outfits? Because I mean. There actually is a unicorn outfit, but you have to be a streamer on the the network that shall not be named. That's probably ah. working right now. That ours isn't. <laughs> but if yeah, but so we don't actually have that yet. But gotcha. There actually is a unicorn thing in it, which I I will never put on the Doom play. Never. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so the other big major change to Doom Eternal, which is actually the one area that I'm not as pleased with so i don't want to seem like i'm like an uber fanboy for doom even though it's my favorite uh franchise of all time there is a lot of platforming in this game like a lot i heard that yep and even though they do it extremely well to be fair because i played a lot of first person shooters where the platforming sucks it's it's still a lot of platforming for a first person. I don't like platforming in general, so let me just be frank with everybody. I generally don't like platforming games unless it's called Nathan Drake. So I don't like platforming in the first place, but they are so over the top with the platforming in this game. There will be times when you're like, that's from Mario Brothers. That's from Mario Brothers. That's clearly from Mario Brothers. Like, they are like... <laughs> They actually have, and this is a mild, mild spoiler, but they actually have, like, I don't know if you remember when you were in the dungeon in Mario Brothers, they had, like, a, a flaming, uh, like, uh, it would rotate, and if you got hit by the flames, you had to jump through. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like a slow-moving fan of flames. They have all that stuff in Doom Eternal. Yeah, I saw that. Actually, that was my first thought. It was I actually even thought it before you quite said it in your stream. I saw it, and I was like, boy, that looks like this, the... The mechanic from Mario Brothers right there. And then, like, two seconds <laughs> yeah. later, you said it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, it's clearly ripped off from Mario Brothers. So, if there's one area that I could say that maybe they could... Because it cuts up the action, too. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there are times when you're, like... You just just took out, like, a, a hundred demons. And, like, you're sweating. And you're just ready to just rip into beef jerky and just slam a <laughs> beer can over your head and just keep going. And you're like, oh, shit, I got to jump over this and I got to get there. And then you die like 68 times trying to make the jump. And that it just it kind of slows it down a little too much. I get it. They were trying to break up the monotony of, you know, next room, next wave of demons kind of thing. But I don't think they had to go there that much. It was a little too much for me. You know what's so, interesting? Oh, sorry. I, before you, no, I, go ahead. I watched a... Um, producer video where they were talking about they wanted to that, like the reason they have those like um, tentacles that come out and slap you and stuff is they said that they felt that there was too much of like in between rooms when you were walking from one place to another they thought there was too much of a lull and so I think it's interesting that 
they added those in intentionally to keep it from having these lulls, but then they added in the jumping sections, which almost counteracted that and brought back the lulls in a different format. Yeah, I don't know. And to be fair to them, a lot of the jumping uh, areas of the game are not necessarily like just straight up jumping areas of the game. They're kind of puzzle related. Mm -hmm. So it's not just jump from A to B. It's B's not there. I got to figure out what to click on this wall or what to do or what to punch through (laughs) to pull a lever to get B to get there so I can jump on B. So there is some puzzle mechanics way more than I've ever seen in a Doom game as well. So to be fair to them, I see what they were trying to do. I just, I didn't buy Doom Eternal to practice my Mario Brothers skills through Mario's eyes. I right. pract- I bought Doom Eternal to rip and tear shit for hours and hours on end <laughs> at, at Charlie Sheen pace. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. So I don't, I didn't, so that was a little, that was a little, uh, um, it threw me off kilter a little bit. We got through it, and I and I, I didn't I didn't hate it. It didn't make me want to stop the game, but it was definitely an area that I took note. Um, the other area which they improved upon, which this thing is an absolute beast, is the graphics. The demons now take real time damage, so they don't just take damage wherever you shoot them. They don't just degrade like the same way every time. So if you shoot a demon in the face and you blow off half his head and he's still coming at you wherever those bullets hit, there's real damage, kind of like a battlefield mechanic. That's cool. So that's really cool. So you can tell where you're damaging them. You can also tell based upon uh, where they're blinking or they have weak spots and they're they're also weaker to certain weapons. So like, for example, everybody knows Pinky, the big uh, brutish dinosaur thing that charges you all the time. Mm-hmm. Pinky, if you can jump over Pinky, his tail's kind of blinking. So if you can if you can shoot Pinky in the tail and you can get Pinky's tail out of there, he can't really charge you anymore if you blow off his tail. He loses his balance. So from there you can finish him off and then you take your doom spike and you just you know you rip through his through his jaw. So <clears throat> each of these demons do have weak spots and they do take real time damage. Um which it's hugely intensive on whatever system you're playing on. <laughs> right. So, but but kudos to them. You know, id, id Software has never been shy about pushing the envelope on, on graphical engines. And this thing runs like an absolute beast. Like, it never goes below 60 frames per second. And I'm like, I've got this thing juiced up. And I'm, I'm flowing like the Mississippi River, baby. Like, this thing, no matter what this thing's throwing at me... I'm moving smooth, and it's crazy how they could pull that off, which is which is pretty cool, dude. Like, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the last thing I guess we could talk about, I can't think, unless you have questions about Doom Eternal, the, the also the multiplayer. So there's not going to be deathmatch in this game, Preacher, so don't cry. <laughs> there- I don't know if I want to play it or not. <laughs> Uh, id software has said uh, deathmatch is a thing of the past for them they tried team deathmatch and those type of games in doom 2016 uh not a lot of people got addicted to doom 2016's multiplayer uh, it never really caught on so they said we're going to move in a completely different direction uh they did not outsource the multiplayer like they did last time 
they they did the multiplayer completely in house, mm. and they came up with their first game mode, which they they claim they're going to have more game modes sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But their first game mode is called Battle Mode. It's one Slayer versus two demons, so it's one v two. Um, the the Doom Slayer plays exactly like he plays in the single player game. His resource management, his movement speed, his jumps, the monkey bars that you can swing from. Everything feels exactly like it does in the single player game. There is no difference. The demons... Um, and once the Doom Slayer is dead, I guess I should explain the rules. Once the Doom Slayer is dead, the round is over. You lose. If the Doom Slayer stays alive for a set period of time and kills the demons multiple times, he wins. There is, there is, I shouldn't say that, there is really no time limit to the round. He's got to kill the demons a few times to win. If the demons can kill him once, they win. Wow. So, the demons can call in little demons. So, you play as like a heavy demon, it's called. So, like the Mancubus, or the, um, the, the one I hate the most, the Marauder. Oh, that guy. The Marauder has the big red shield and the shotgun. What a pain in the ass that guy is. (laughs) But the Marauder, the Mancubus, the Big Eyeball. I forgot his name. That escapes me right now. Is the Marauder as annoying in the uh, PvP as it is in the uh, single player? I never fought a Marauder in the multiplayer. I did play as the Marauder in the multiplayer, and he's a beast. (laughs) That's just probably yes. (laughs) That's where I got my kills on the Slayer with the Marauder. Gotcha. So, um, you can play as, like, the heavy demons. And they said they're going to add more demons and more options for the Slayer, the Doom Slayer. And they're also going to add more modes. So, this is just, like, the beginning, ready to go, you know, out the gate. So, the two demons have to work together. They're more easily killed than the Doom Slayer. Uh, they can do... Th- there's, like, it's... The multiplayer moves so fast. It's... I don't know if you remember Quake, Preacher. Did you ever play Quake? Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, they just it, came out. Didn't they just come out, like, not just, just, but, you know, in the last, we'll say, three or four years with, like, a revamped version of Quake? Yeah, wasn't it, like, Quake Champions, maybe? Yeah, something. I think I tried that once and was like, oh, God, no. This is this is not how I, I can't do this. I'm not, okay, I don't have these skills. <laughs> it's, it's, a well, Doom is, I don't want to speak for Quake Legends because I never played it. Right. Quake Champions. I will speak for the old Quake, which was also done, by the way, by id Software. It's that fast when you're playing. Right. I, I was a, say, it looked like, if you don't mind me, it yeah. looked like the Doom movement is more grounded. Like, it, even though you're moving fast, it still feels like you're physically moving through the... Um, the, the area that you're playing in, whereas I, the, I did play the Quake Champions... And it was very floaty. Like it didn't. It felt like you were basically gliding across whatever you were doing. You know, it, it had more of a almost a flight feel to it than it did a physical quick movement. You know, and, and so I think that's where I think Doom does a great job of, and why I can play it as opposed to Quake is it still feels grounded in like almost a, a reality or a physical universe as opposed to it just being old school polygons floating around and, and kind of trying to hit each other yeah no 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 he 
Doom guy feels like a force of nature as he moves around. Uh, he does feel like he's on the ground, but he feels like he's running extremely fast. Like it's not, it's not. I know what you're trying to say. Where, where it sounds, it feels like the Quake guys sometimes felt like they were ghosts. Yeah, and they were just yeah. No, this feels like I'm moving fast because I'm gonna come rip your face off. <laughs> like I guess is the easiest way to explain yeah. that. Um. There are some other... I have not played a ton of battle mode yet, so I do really want to dive into it. It's going to be one of the main games on the Plyrock Nation show soon. We're going to start maining Doom Eternal as one of our main games every week. So for the foreseeable future, Ply is going to be playing like three, four nights a week. He's going to be playing the multiplayer of Doom Eternal. So I'm hoping I'm going to be practicing getting better at it because it's a little more complicated than one Doom Slayer versus two Demons. There's a lot of strategy there. Their uh, id software has claimed that they want to do their best to make this a competitive league. Oh. So they kind of want to push the competitive aspect of battle mode. Like really having to learn oh, strategies. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, it's insane, man. Like the, the Doom Slayer still has to resource manage while he's in this fight with the demons. So he still has to... He's still running out of ammo. He still needs armor. He's still... Needs to perform his glory kills to get his health back. He's jumping around on the different maps. There are portals. There are things that the demons can't do. So the Doom Slayer can use the monkey bars. When you hit a monkey bar, he does like a triple jump way up in the air. So he can he can use those and he can use the portals. Portals will take you like from one end of the map to the other, kind of like Pac-Man. Gotcha. So as soon as you hit that portal, you're on the other end of the map. Demons cannot use the monkey bars or the portals. So the Doom Slayer has some inherent advantages, and I'm sure they're going to balance the game out, to be fair, because this is the first iteration. Right. But Doom Slayer feels... At first, I was like... When I first played it, I was like, bro, these demons. Like, I would, I was getting wrecked as the Doom Slayer. I couldn't buy a kill when I first played it for, like, the first five matches. I'm like, this is so overpowered by the demons. And then I kind of took a step back and said... I got to play the Doom Slayer differently. I can't just run and gun and go at these guys. You can't do that as a Doom you Slayer. You got to be a little more strategic than you would be in the in the, the story campaign. Yeah, like one of the things to keep in mind when you're playing battle mode is there's a lot of little demons running around, like the little guys, the little zombies and stuff that they send at you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to kill them. You can run around them. And when you need health, then you go get them. Or you need ammo, then you, you kind of... You think of the little demons as like little loot boxes. Right. They're not actual the actual targets. So these other demons coming at you that they're calling on you, you can just go through a portal beyond the other end of the map, take a quick break, you know, get your head back about you for the, you know, one and a half seconds you have of a break, and then move in the direction you need to move in. And the demons really do need to work together to to kill the Doom Slayer. Because you, as a demon, if a Doom Slayer even knows half of what he's doing, he's going to kill you. So right. you have to really, uh, you have, there has to be some good teamwork there to get that Doom Slayer down. So, and, you, and the, other, the other cool thing about it, Preacher, is, you know, like in these other games we play, like we're going to discuss, I'm going to hand the baton to you here soon, and we're going to really get into Call of Duty Warzone. But, you know, every, all these games have this battle pass. You know, you pay 10 bucks or whatever it is. 
Right. And you get, you know, 30 unlockables from weapon skins to character skins, etc. For the for the people who maybe don't don't know what that is. And Doom Eternal has that system in it, uh, but you never pay for it. They said everything in the game uh, comes with what you paid for the game. We will constantly add the battle pass type stuff, uh, but there's not going to be a fee attached to unlocking the new weapon skins and the new skins for the characters and the new musics and the backgrounds and all those things. So that's pretty cool. They put the battle pass system in there, but everything you earn in the game, they said will be completely XP and not microtransactioned. Huh? That's awesome. Which is pretty cool, man. And I know Bethesda probably swallowed a hard pill on that one, (laughs) but I think after what we, you know, fallout (laughs) 76, I think they said, and then Rage 2 was kind of a, a shit turd, too. Rage 2 was actually not bad. It was just boring. Yeah, so I heard, I heard it got very repetitive very quickly. The shooting was great. You could clearly tell id Software gave them the technology to do the shooting. Mm-hmm. But the game itself was so bland. Ugh. I have it. Trust me. But Fallout was such a debacle for Bethesda. Rage 2 was not what they thought it was going to be. It was not the hit, close to the hit that they thought it was going to be. They needed a comeback, and I think they knew they had a real winner on their hands with Doom Eternal, and they probably, and I'm just just speculating, based on playing video games for decades, I'm speculating Bethesda turned around to id Software and said, just do what you do, bro. Like, we're going to leave you alone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They knew they had it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what you do when you get a, like, a lot of times when uh, companies will bring in, like, an all-star whatever, marketer or something, a lot of times they will change yeah. their normal principles and be like, hey, you're the all-star, you do what works, and we'll we'll let you uh, create the, the success. Yeah, we can. I can think of one right off the top of my head. I mean, we were all excited for Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. And EA got their hands in there. And I'm sure this was not Dice's idea when they were making the game, but EA got their hands in there and they totally polluted it with those loot boxes. Yep. If you remember correctly, right? I do. And it, uh, it almost yep. destroyed the game. And it took two years to their credit. They turned it around where Star Wars Battlefront 2 is now really fun to play. And they had to rework that whole garbage loot box system that they had, which is right. basically gambling. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I think Bethesda definitely learned their lesson, though. Like, Fallout is such a disaster. It's like the disaster that keeps on giving them disasters. Right. Like they, And I hope Wastelanders turns it around for them. I don't think it will. But I hope it does. <laughs> but because they have that huge expansion pack coming out any day now. And it's going to be free for people who own Fallout 76. It's going to add all those NPCs finally. Um, it's not going to be so... like. Uh, did you ever play Fallout 76, Preacher? I dabbled in it. Um, okay. A friend had me play it. But he had like a free week. And he was... Uh, you know, he'd been playing it. And he was kind of like... Um, is it Hellraiser? That's a big yeah. acolyte of it and preaches about... Well, he was the same way. He used and, to be. Uh, he hates it now, by the way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's how i met him gotcha but yeah he tried to get me in and i just never did click with me uh, i couldn't and actually i think that was when they introduced the um 
they had a battle royale mode and it was fairly fun but it just ran horribly it would like jump i mean i'm talking on just supercomputers would run at like 30 45 frames a, a second sometimes dip into the 20s it was um you know they tried to make it try to salvage it through that and and i i just yeah it never clicked it was never that enjoyable for me i couldn't so i do think having npcs might have i know what they were trying like i've heard people say they were trying to make it to where like it would feel like a real world where you had to deal with other humans to buy stuff or to you know to have those kind of interactions but really it just never happened it, it just people yeah. still played on their own and it, it ended up feeling kind of empty yeah and the in to your point about the uh the graphical issues with it and the frame rates that game and this isn't going to turn into a shit on fallout 76 podcast by the way guys but real quick that game (laughs) (laughs) we're going to shit on a little bit that game actually used and i don't care what they say they basically took fallout 4 which was an old outdated engine when it (laughs) yeah by the way fallout 4 runs on the same engine as fallout 3 Uh uh-huh and Skyrim, and it's it's so old and broken, and they keep like, like they keep putting this lipstick on this pig, you know. They mm-hmm. keep just, and they took the Fallout Four multiplayer that they never got to finish because they wanted to put it in Fallout Four, and they dumped it into its own game, and it just it's just so unoptimized. It just doesn't yeah. work. Oh my gosh, like you think it's bad on the PC. I played it on the Xbox One. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, bro. Like, I should go back and play like my old Nintendo games. Like right. this is they better. ran they ran better than this shit. Yeah. Like so I'm hoping they turn it around with that. But back to the point of, of Doom Eternal, um, id Software has really made a commitment to add tons of stuff to the game in terms of the multiplayer and everything, no additional cost. Now, they did say there is going to be a season pass for the game itself. However, it's going to be really single-player focused. So they're going to add new new story and master levels to Doom Eternal, which is awesome. So it's almost more like DLC than what we... Yeah, it's going to be a real... Yes, it's going to be a real, like, like. trust me when I tell you guys, one of the things I can say with confidence is if you paid full price for Doom Eternal, like you paid the $60 when it first comes out, you got $60 worth of shit to play. Like, they did not skimp you in any way, shape, or form on Doom Eternal. So for them to come out and say, hey, we got a uh, season pass for, I'm speculating, $30, right? And they're adding new levels, and they're adding a real dedicated expansion pack to it with actual new levels and new story and stuff. Totally worth it. Like, that's okay. I don't mind that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, um, and they are going to add, like I said, new modes down the road besides this battle mode. They have other modes coming, which they have not really told us about, but they're coming soon new games to play it's not just going to be battle mode for the multiplayer i would like to see some type of co-op campaign or some type of co-op missions Mm -hmm. like doom slayer has like an a a long lost twin brother from another galaxy that he never (laughs) knew about (laughs) like how fun would that be yeah 
Oh, two Doom Slayers in the same room with like a hundred enemies. Oh my gosh, that would be insane, dude. So I don't know what they're gonna do, but definitely Doom Eternal gets five out of five rock burgers. <laughs> two enthusiastic thumbs up. It loses maybe just a slight smidgen from being a complete masterpiece because of what I said. The uh, platforming's a little too much. So if I had to put a numerical on it, it's like 95 out of 100. Like, it's so close to a 10. I can't give it a 10 just based on some of that platforming. That was driving me crazy. <laughs> but the game ran completely smooth, obviously. I never got frame rate stutter once. I actually never crashed, by the way, Preacher, once so wow. far. And I've got almost 20 hours into it. Well, that's a huge... I mean, how many games we get and they just, like, faint on us? Right mm-hmm. away. I mean, I can't even get the Division I mean, 2 to run right all these patches later, and it mm-hmm. still kind of acts funny on me sometimes. I mean, it works pretty good, but it this thing runs like a like a Ferrari. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, but, you know, from one war zone to another, Preacher, oh. it's your turn. All right. Well, before I let's get started, talk I've about, got questions for you. I've been oh, we've got down. questions. Well, I didn't want to interrupt you, but questions. I've got questions for you. Man, fuck my segue. Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I see. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I want to hear that uh, you have All right. questions that need to be answered, sir. The people want to know. So, Let's go. Secrets and stuff. Are you going to try to go back through and find all the little nuggets that are hidden throughout the the game? Um, or do you like, hey, hey, man, I beat the game. I am good. Time to just hardline multiplayer, or are you going to multiplayer then go back? Like, what, what's your thoughts on secrets? And because um, I know Doom is like really famous for having a bunch of cool uh you know hidden items hidden areas uh and, and also just a lot of easter egg stuff oh this is such a good question dude because i totally forgot to talk about this in the review for the past half hour so yes each level has uh, an average of 20 to 30 secrets <sighs> hidden in them from and there are different types of secrets so there's collectibles like you find little cute little dolls um, of there are there are Easter eggs, and I'm going to give an Easter egg that's not really a spoiler. One of the Easter eggs I found was I don't know, preacher, if you ever beat the Doom Bunny Two, rabbit. the Bunny Rabbit. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, <laughs> so the the Bunny Rabbit from the end of Doom Two is is your pet on the Doom ship. So he's around, so, and you'll yeah. find him moving around eating shit. So the Doom. Oh, the so Bunny he actually rabbit does show there. up on the. Oh, he's okay. there. Oh yeah, no, he's there. That's awesome. Um, so there are a bunch of Easter eggs. I haven't found all those yet, but there so, are a ton of collectibles. There are also these things called cheat codes. Okay. Okay. So Listen. if you find a cheat code on the level, it looks like a little floppy disk from the nineties. Um, when you find the cheat code, let's say, for example, it gives you infinite ammo. All right. Okay. Once you beat that level and you've completed it to go back to your doom ship, or because Doom has like uh, the Doom guy has his own like little portal. Right. He goes back to like his little place of uh, fortitude. It's a giant castle floating above the earth, <laughs> and so because that's what it has to be. So, but when he goes back there, once you go back there and you've completed a level, you are allowed to go back to any level you want and restart it. Uh, if you unlocked a cheat code like infinite ammo. You can go back into that level with infinite ammo. It does not punish you or or That's take awesome. away any of your achievements. 
You can also, like, you can go in, like, say, you know, I beat the levels, because I'm doing the stream right now, so I'm doing, like, the playthrough, you know what I mean? Right. So I'm not really stopping for the collectibles yet. I just want to show everybody the story. We're getting through it. It's so wild, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But be because we're going to main this game for a while, I am going to go back and replay through the campaign, and we're going to take our time in each level and find those secrets. And I can also, because I've already found some of the cheats, I can use the cheats in the single-player campaign, turn the difficulty up or down whenever you want, by the way. You are not penalized for that. That's cool. So say you're really stuck on a Marauder and he's just kicking your ass no matter what you do. Right. You, you can turn down the difficulty one notch, beat him, not get penalized, still get your trophies or whatever else you're going for, and then you can turn the difficulty back up or stay wherever you need to. So I am close to beating the game on Hurt Me Plenty, which is like the normal, the middle one. Okay. That's yeah, Once I, I beat up, it, yeah. I'll move it up one to, I forgot what it's called. I know the last one is Nightmare. And there's also a special Nightmare, which is if you die once, you're dead for the game. Like if you restart the whole game. Oh. Can you imagine? But once you beat a level on Final Nightmare, you you... If you die, you can start that nightmare. Like, you can start that level again. Like, the next level. Like, you're not, okay. you don't go all the way back to the beginning of the game. But you can't die at all within the level. On Final Nightmare. So, Still. right now, I'm on Hurt Me Plenty. I'm yeah. not good enough yet for... <laughs> right. Hurt Me Plenty is enough of hurting. Trust me, I don't lie to you. But, yes, my intention is to go back and get all the collectibles in each of the levels. Sweet. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, I've heard that they um, already have people who've done the speed run in under 90 minutes of the entire game. That's insane, bro. Right? Is I, that not? Yeah. I, I don't, don't even know how. I mean, I... I guess you I, could. I don't... I mean, the game's not even out that long. That's the thing. You would think you'd have to be out for a while for people who have played it enough to be able to find all the little, like, you know, kind of almost gl semi-glitches that you have to do to beat games like that and so fast, but apparently it's yeah. possible. That's insane. Like, I've been playing pretty fast-paced. Like, not speedrunning, obviously, but I've been playing pretty fast-paced, and the campaign is about 15 hours long, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you could get through it. And, and, I mean, just that one battle I had at, towards the end of the night last night, I was telling you, it was about 20-something minutes long in this one room, wave after wave of demons and cyber demons and fat tubs of goo and everything else were coming at me. And I was killing them pretty quick, dude. Like, I can't even imagine beating that thing in 90 minutes. What'd they do? Jump to level four and go down a pipe and then <laughs> select level eight? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's more Mario influence than we knew. Yeah, no shit. So what else you got for me? You got another question? Oh, yeah. Okay. You're talking about the uh, multiplayer, right? Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if you had any insight on if the demons, their skill sets might complement each other. So, in other words, let's do that. And then also, can you run two of a, the same type of demon? Um, but, yeah, like, I wonder if, like, the floaty skeleton, you know, I don't remember what it's called, but the one that has the rockets on the shoulders and the fat guy would work together or something along those lines. Like, I was wondering if that's part of the, sh like, their pro gaming strategy as they're aiming towards if there's an actual like intentional um combination that would make those work better together so in other words choosing the right demon to work with your demon partner might become a major strategy 
Let's see. Um. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was, that's what I was asking. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I was, <laughs> you rebuted that. I was like, I gotta do uh, an edit there. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, we might like, leave that in. Well, and break maybe the I won't. Uh, maybe it's not a yeah. good question. I'll keep talking. Fine. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. What I was saying was the I have not played enough of the multiplayer yet to give you a complete honest answer on that. Okay. But my initial feeling, I've played about ten rounds. <clears throat> excuse me of the multiplayer. So my initial feeling, and I've only played three or four of those rounds as the demons. So I haven't really completely dove into it yet because I'm still trying, like I'm really close to the end of the campaign. But they all have different perks, right? So the demons, all the demons have different things they do. From my time getting my ass kicked as a Doom Slayer, (laughs) I can tell you just watching the demons, it looked like there was generally always one who who was flying. And there was always one who was like a heavy on the ground. Right. So, so it does look out. like, yeah, because the Doom Slayer can jump and he's all over the place. And there's like, there's like four or five levels of verticality to these maps. Mm-hmm. It's not just like ground floor, second floor. Like there's like four or five floors, <clears throat> excuse me, of, of actual verticality plus horizontal. So there's a lot going on. Right. It does look like there is demon... Uh, like there are demons that work better with other demons. One of the other things I didn't really go over when we were talking about it earlier was as the rounds progress, each demon and each doom slayer get to pick a new perk that they add to their lineup. For example, uh, after round one, you get the weapon, you get like the perk wheel and you can select which one you think you, you know, you need cause you, you know, you lost that round or whatever. So the Doom Slayer, one of the ones I pick after the, I get my beat up the first round, is I can select uh, dash, uh, recharges, uh, in, you know, way faster. So uh, the Doom Slayer has a double dash where he dashes in any direction pretty quick, like he'll he'll jump forward like five to ten feet, boom, boom. Yeah. And you or you could like dash to the side if someone's shooting at you, like a quick dodge. So generally, that takes a couple of seconds to recharge. Right? right, so there's a little time wheel. If you select that perk, you know, within a half a second to a second, it recharges. So it's it's very short of a break between you're able to dash again. Yeah, I guess that means very uh, beneficial. Yes. So, but you know, as each of the rounds progress and they are best of three, you get to pick another three, you know, two or three perks for each demon. And the demons have their own perks, too. I just haven't played enough of, of it right. to break those down for you. So there has to be some strategy involved with, all right, this guy's doing this. This Doom Slayer's doing this, bro. You need to make sure your missiles go a little faster. Right. And I'm going to make sure I cover this or whatever. So clearly my gut feeling tells me you are correct in your perception that these demons are going to have to be a good team and work together because id Software has also said constantly you better be on the same page as demons that's like yeah. one of their messages they keep throwing out there Whew. so there's clearly you know there's got to be some type of meta game where some of these demons work better together the marauder works with everybody bro so <laughs> it, the it marauder go marauder yeah that marauder right now is a doom slayer with a super shotgun and a shield oh. i mean he's brutal 
And he also has like this hellhound he calls out that just like it's like a homing missile, and it just no matter where the deems the Doom Slayer goes, that thing chases him. So until the Doom Slayer shoots it to blow it up. So that was a good question, man. Uh, those are really good questions, Preacher. Are there any other questions for the Ply Rock? Or are we going to put a nice little <laughs> bow on Doom Guy's ass? Uh, just one other little thing. It's not really a question, but I was going to say that you're kind of not uh, not alone in your uh, uh, thoughts and feelings on the, the platforming. Uh, Ice-T, I saw the other day, or I think it was maybe a couple days ago on Twitter, posted that uh, he loved the game. He thought it was a great game, one of his favorite games ever. But he also kind of agreed with you that the the platforming was kind of took took it down a notch. He was a little frustrated with it. So just saying, yeah, you're, you're in good company. Yeah, kind of like I was saying, like it, like it, like you're so like you're Rambo, and you're just like going through, like like just bullying through all this stuff, and you're sweating, and your 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 breath, you know, your your uh, your heart rate goes up, and it's just it's so intense, and then it's. Oh, by the way, you got to jump over this wall, this wall, this wall, and through this flaming thing. It's just really kind of it's disjarring almost at how different it is. It goes from you know a hundred miles an hour to zero, to like two miles an hour, right? And then back to a hundred miles an hour. So I totally agree with Ice D. You know that it like I was saying like it, like we it's one of the greatest games I've ever played minus those few little. Like I shouldn't even say few, those snippets of the the platforming. It's like, come on, dude. So you know, but yo, know, I mean, hell is a war zone, preacher. But you know what else is a war zone? Or Call of Duty, baby. You yeah. like that? You like that segue? Yeah, that did it better say, this time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling it. Let's go. <laughs> so that's why we really got the preacher man on here tonight. This dude is an absolute monster at Call of Duty Warzone, and he has really dove right into this new battle royale so preacher i'm going to give you the floor if you want to explain what Warzone is give our audience a brief description and your your thoughts and i'll be ready to bounce off you and ask you some questions dude sure man uh Warzone is i mean it's a battle royale so the the core mechanics are about the same that anybody would be used to if they played PUBG or apex or fortnite you know you drop in um you can play right now you can play solo or three-man squads and you pick up guns and you try to stay alive till the end that's you know there's some <laughs> some tweaks to the to the formula um that are pretty cool uh one of the bigger things that i think a lot of people like is what they call the um gulag and that's where when you die your first time let's say somebody shoots you and takes you all the way out um you have one chance to go 1v1 with somebody in like a small prison uh it's like a shower looking area um and if you and they usually give you like a pistol or a shotgun and if you end up killing that other person uh you get to come in back into the game for free if if not then you have to wait until your teammates can um collect enough cash in game and then go to a buy station and buy you back in but uh, that's probably okay. one of the things that i think has made it enjoyable because when you die you don't instantly just have to sit there and watch you actually have something that you you know it keeps you engaged um it gives you a feeling of like somewhat of control over your fate Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a cool game mechanic that I think they added that does enhance the battle royale mode. Um, I think another thing was the cash. Uh, people either people dying or through chests, you can pick up money, and from that you can either buy in downed uh, 
teammates. You can buy armor. You can buy kill streaks. You can uh, the biggest thing, which is it took people a few days to figure this out, but the biggest benefit and almost the first thing you do, you drop in. And this is what you aim for: is you buy a loadout. And this is where it drops a box, and you get to choose your created loadout, uh, like what you would create in a regular multiplayer game. Okay. Um, it's probably the biggest benefit because it also gives you all the perks, like say ghost or um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, cold blooded. Okay. Sorry, <clears throat> I had to call for a second. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it uh, and so what it does is, and it, you also get to use your guns, which are basically the equivalent of their highest level guns. You know, what they get, what what would normally drop as an orange or a purple, you can just choose and 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 make it fit your personal play style. So anyway, that's the first thing you do. You go, you get the guns that'll make you kill people faster than they'll kill you. Um, they have the armor pickup, which is pretty... Um, it's not necessarily unique, but it is an interesting mechanic. You have to choose to put it on, so it doesn't just automatically... Um, you, know, you don't run over it, and then all of a sudden you've got armor. You actually have to uh, in intentionally put it on. It also is a... If you have... Let's say somebody took shot you and took out all your armor... Um, if you just apply one thing of armor, it'll heal you all the way up, all your health as well. So it's it can kind of double as a health item. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what, it, and you know, it uses mostly Call of Duty mechanics, which is, I mean, so if you like the shooting and the crispness and the kind of like the, I don't want to say realistic because it's probably not as realistic as, you know, certain shooters, but the more realistic than say Fortnite or Apex, something along those lines, the quicker time to die, yeah, or Doom. <laughs> um, <laughs> bringing it back, um, yeah. you know, it, it's got, you know, a little bit. So if you like that mechanic, that type of shooting, um, that, you know, it, it gives you that, it gives people who like that a chance to play a battle royale. Now, th I think that's why it's taken off. So, I mean, part of it is everybody's trapped at home. So obviously that has something, but even before that, that's uh, 30 million of the 60 yeah. million people, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, even before that, it was still take, it still, I think hit 15 million faster than any other game uh any of the yeah. other battle royale so it, it you know it still had some some qualities that were uh attractive even before that okay um and it, it's oh, free to play right that is the other thing yes it is free to play it is separate of the now if you have the game you obviously automatically it just it throws you, you into the um it throws you into the same ui you just choose it from the same you would normally but also if you don't own call of duty modern warfare um, it is a standalone download. You download that, and you can play it with all your friends. It's cross-platform, uh, just like the regular game is. So that's also a really cool aspect of it is if you have friends on various platforms, um, you can now play with them and enjoy uh, the friendship, I guess, that you usually get that sometimes a lot of other shooters don't allow to uh, occur there. Um, i trying to think what else makes it really unique. I just... It's uh, there's some negative uniques. Um, <laughs> yeah, give us some negatives too. Cause... So uh, the servers have been just completely overwhelmed. There's, they did not plan on it being this many people. Um, here, the past probably three or four days, it's been, you know, you you're kind of crossing your fingers, hoping that you get to finish a match. I was telling Ply off air before we went on that uh -huh. yesterday, I think it was, I got into four straight matches, and about halfway through the match or three. Two quarters of the way through, I mean, not two quarters, that's halfway. Two thirds of the way, I do math good. Um, yeah. Two thirds of the way through <laughs> the match, you, uh, it just kick, it'll just kick. And now I play on PC, so I don't know if this also is an, is as common an occurrence on console. 
Yeah, but gotcha. it'll give like a an error code, and then and it was a different error code every time. Yeah, I, I did pay attention to that. So it was just, and I'm pretty sure it was from the server side. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's annoying because you don't get credit for whatever results. Um, there's one time where the team I was playing on went on to win, and I did not get a credit for a win. Um, oh, yeah. So that that always hurts, you know, because those Ooh. are fairly rare. Even if you're good, they're still kind of rare. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that was that's pretty rough. Um, I think the vehicles are interesting i know that shroud has come out exceptionally like anti-vehicles to the point where he said maybe it'd be better if they just turned them off um because especially for solo play they take so many bullets to blow up a vehicle that basically that's now the meta is just drop and find a vehicle and start trying to run people over and so you'll just see a bunch yeah. of trucks like bouncing off of each other and no one getting out of them and you know nobody's nobody's actually playing a shooter they're just driving cars around until the the clock runs out. That's funny um, you say that because I used to play the one of the original battle royales a lot a few years ago called H1Z1. Yep. Uh, and when they first released it for the PlayStation 4, they had though that same they had an issue where everybody would jump into the vehicles and the vehicles could kill other players. Mhm. So by the end of the match it literally looked like Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> and it was just all these beat up cars. Just they were, everybody would just go in a circle. Like there was a pace car, like getting ready to let them go. Right. And they would just all smash into each other. And if there was one poor Jamoke running around without the car, it was just kill the man without the car. Right. And so what H1Z1 did and I don't know if this is a mistake or not, just because H1's kind of died a slow death over the past few years, but uh, they got rid of vehicular damage from the mm. cars. So I don't know if that's something that maybe Infinity Ward is paying attention to. Uh, they could do one of two things. Obviously, they could bring down the damage cap on the vehicles, mm -hmm. make them easier to, to blow up, or they could turn off vehicular damage. So vehicles just become an A to B type situation right. and no longer a weapon. Yeah, so I think that would be wise. That might be something that they do. Uh, H1Z1 did it. I know Fortnite played around with it too. And if we're talking Battle Royales, you know Fortnite's always going to sneak into the conversation. Absolutely. Which is going to be one of my questions at the end of your review here. But... Uh, they also had an issue with vehicles. I didn't play as much of it, but I remember like golf carts and things were doing damage. And I mm -hmm. think they, I think they turned off their vehicular damage as well. It's very hard to say the word vehicular correctly, <laughs> by the way, especially this late at night, because it wants to turn into testicular. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm trying so hard just to say vehicular. <laughs> so just so you know, very important to get those two, uh, the type of yeah, damage. Vehicular versus two, testicular damage, y'all. I yeah. mean, the testicular could be vehicular, but the vehicular is never <laughs> testicular. So <laughs> anyway, so how many, I don't know if I don't recall you mentioning this, but isn't it like 150 to 200 people too? Yes, isn't it, like it is 150 people is the um, personnel. And that's also one of the things that make, tends to make me, I know some people love solos. I don't like it quite as much because of that reason. It's okay. a lot of times can get very just random. It, okay, it, so basically, it, from what I've been able to experience, and I've played it a decent amount, not as much as I've played the, the team base, but it, there's two options. You can either drop somewhere just super remote. I'm talking like not even close to anything, and then just hide your way into the top 10. 
or yeah. you jump in and hope to God that you just get super lucky and then everybody chooses to shoot someone else other than you. Because what it comes is like <laughs> if there's five people in an area, they're all shooting each other. And, it, and there's no like, you know, there's nothing you can do with the other, if three out of the two people decide to start shooting at you, you you're not going to win that gun battle, no matter how skilled you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, 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 if you try to drop into a fairly populated area, then it's just there's constantly someone shooting you in the back. You just don't have, and then if not, then you kind of, I don't know. For me, I, I get some people enjoy this gameplay, so I'm not saying that this isn't a valid form of, you know, a win's a win, but I'm not a big fan of logging into a shooter and then literally setting or slowly crawling towards a circle and not shooting anyone for a whole game. You know, it's like a nature walk. It turns Call of Duty into a nature walk video game. And, yeah, so uh, you know, it's so that's, like that's, Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> it's a backpack oh, simulator. Oh, oh, better watch it. You're going to get uh, some angry uh, people. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> they pay me for my opinion, bro. That's if they right. want to do their own, they get their own podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? I mean, um, so that makes sense, man. I, I see what you're saying. I've, I've played some Battle Royale. Like, even in Fortnite, there can be times where, especially in solos, where you're just kind of jogging for a while. Now, when the action hits, it hits. Yeah. But there can be stretches of five, six, seven minutes on some of these maps where you're just resource gathering and moving from spot to spot and trying to get your slow butt back to the circle. (laughs) Yeah. And you're right. There can be matches where you don't really see anybody. And I'm talking other battle royales, uh, not necessarily Warzone, where you don't see anyone for a while and you're like, yeah, there's a hundred people on this map, huh? Like, it mm-hmm. can get lonely almost. Like, yeah. it's weird, but it it just becomes like you said a nature walk. And then, but I think that's that can be a double edged sword. And correct me if you think I'm wrong, but it also I think draws in the adrenaline of be, getting addicted to playing it, mm-hmm. kind of like a pistachio nut, right? You open a pistachio nut and you get this little taste of greatness. And then you need another pistachio nut. But damn, you got to work to get to that pistachio nut. And then you end up, because you're just getting these little nibbles of great tasting pistachio nuts, you end up eating the whole bag (laughs) for like $28 a pound. But you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I ate 7,000 pistachio nuts. And it... (laughs) It's kind of like almost the same thing with like these battle royales where you're like, you don't really get, you have to work for it and you're walking around for a while and then it hits and the adrenaline shoots up so much for those few seconds or whatever you're in the middle of that battle and then it goes away again. Yeah. So it's, it's not a constant, like I've eaten pistachio nuts, by the way, not in their shells and I always end up eating a handful. Yeah. But if you eat pistachios in their shells... You end up eating the whole bag. No, I get that. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, so you, I think you see one the parable? Thing, yo, I get it. I think one thing that they would be the damage model, I think, could be adjusted for solos. Because the problem with what you're saying is that, or at least the problem that how sometimes it manifests, and it's not as bad for multiplayer or for like team based shooting because um, you're doing like three on two and or three on three, and and so the damage model is okay because if you get down, they can pick you up. So even if somebody happens to just, you know, get a lucky shot or someone's been sitting at the top of a mountain for the entire 30 minutes and they're waiting for one person to cross this and you happen to be that unlucky one person, 
you don't feel like you got ripped off. You don't feel like it was a cheap death. Um, so that's why our solo kind of like, once you go down, you're done, you know? Um, so maybe they could adjust the damage value in the solo cues as opposed to the, because I think, I think the damage is actually really good for team play um, because it's not too much. You're not having to go through your entire clip twice to take someone down. I, I tend to not like games that are that damage resistant. Um, and since you have teammates to work with and to communicate with, to watch your back, to pick you up, it works really well in that in that instance. But when you're solo and literally one guy could just be hiding in a corner and then, you know, you're 30 minutes of walking, not seeing a soul and you still don't see a soul, but you're dead and the game's over. You know, it's like, that gets very frustrating. Um, so I, I, I do think that's a, if they adjusted the damage, I think that's a very valid point. Like I think it could get really addictive in that sense because then you're not, you know, you can, oh, I'm getting shot. I need to go hide behind a wall as opposed to, oh, I'm getting shot. And now I've got to go restart the game and set in the uh, lobby again. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense, dude. Um, is there anything else about Warzone that, I guess it's time for my questions, unless you're, is there anything else you want to mention before I get into my questions about Warzone? <sighs> no, I think, I mean, I've covered enough to, uh, I'm, I mean, you know, I didn't write down my notes because this is a prop too, but yeah, I, I think we've, most people would have the idea of what's going on. I like the, uh, there's a ping system, obviously, it's very useful. Um, they have a, a squad feel, so, you know, you can get with randoms if you need to. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how great that is. There's been times where me and one teammate uh, actually being able to communicate have done better than me, a guy that I'm playing with, like I can, and then a random. Um, okay. Random will just, you know, either either you expect them to have your back and they don't, or, you know, just sometimes it throws you off a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's pretty much it. I mean, it's... Okay. I don't think anything anything spectacular. That's about it. Yeah. All right. So the first question I got: your first time in the gulag. Yeah. All right. Did that or did that not remind you of The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage? <laughs> it does now. Now that you bitch, I didn't think about it at the time, but that you're right. That's exactly. It's, is that clearly not the showers from The Rock? Yep. Right. With mm -hmm. the people standing around up top. And the battle Daniel, going on down below. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that was my... I had to, I had to get that out. I agree. That and you know really... what? That is a cool... It brings me into another cool mechanic. While you're waiting to get your chance to fight in the Gulag, you're yes. up on the top watching the other matches, and they give you like a handful of rocks you can throw at the players who are actively uh, engaging in, the, sh in the, the fight. And if you hit them, it'll show damage and it'll damage them and stun them a little bit. And so you can... Like, I've actually got a final kill on a guy with a rock before um wow. somebody hit him a couple times and they were really low on damage and i happened to hit him and they died um so yeah it's it's an interesting mechanic and so again it keeps you engaged even though you're not in the main game i think that's a smart concept that they went with yeah um, no i, I like that, it oh go ahead i like it i'm uh it's growing on me a little bit i still i still don't know i guess i guess when it's I guess my other question about the Gulag actually is, does the Gulag exist in the single player as well as the team-based? No. It's uh, only... The only place the Gulag exists is... Um, I mean, as far as, like, in that exact mechanic is in Warzone. There, I mean, there's obviously the two on 2v2s, and I think they even had a 1v1 um, game mode where, you know, that you play on smaller... Maps that are about the same size. 
maybe a little bit larger, but basically the same size. And it has the same general um, principle to it that it's small, 2v2, you know, small team, small mm-hmm. map, and they choose your gun for you. So you're kind of having to work with whatever they give you. Gotcha. Um, but that far as that exact premise, that's about the only place you find it is in Warzone. Okay. And the other thing we didn't talk about while you were doing your review was I don't think we talked about plunder. Ooh, yes, because we were talking about regular Warzone as opposed to plunder. Good call. Now plunder is Plyrox's favorite mode in this whole thing, <laughs> but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Preacher yeah. take it away on this one. I so have pl- had oh I was yes. gonna say, I've had rounds of it where it is absolutely a blast, and then I've had rounds of it where it's like I will never play this mode again. It <laughs> is just very situational. Um, it depends on your teammates if they know how to play it right and. Because the idea is you can you can actually buy the balloons, which allow you to cash in your money. Yes. Um, so you have to run as a team because if not, you can get killed and lose your money. And so, you know, being together as a group and not striking out too far on your own is kind of a part of that. Correct. Um, a lot of times teams, you'll see like the, the actual like helipads where um, you don't have to buy it, but, you know, they're, they open throughout the match where you can go to the helipad, call in a helicopter, and then turn in your cash. Um, those get very camped by, like, multiple teams. Um, mm-hmm. So if you try to go in and, you know, it's and that can get frustrating. If you've killed a bunch of people, you've played it exceptionally smart, and you have to go to this one place, and it's just usually out in the open where it's impossible to do a full sweep of the area or, you know, a full clearance. You can't you, – there's always going to be a chance that somebody's watching it. Um, and then you get wiped, and then you lose all the work. And it's very frustrating. Um, but it is fun. I do think it's fun. It's, you know, um, and again, it's it kind of deals with you play because I've played with people who just ran off and did their own thing, and it kind of just ruined it because then you're always getting in firefights where you're outnumbered, um, and you're just dying over and over again to the same people, and, you know, that gets frustrating. Um, yeah, I was going to say I had fun when I played with you. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that was actually one of the more enjoyable. But we work well as a team, and we actually communicate and try to stick together. And Yeah, it was me, you, and I think Ray Ray. Mm-hmm. And I think we ended up coming in fifth or sixth place. Yeah. Which, out of all those teams, and we collected, like, I don't know, what was it, seven or $800,000? Yeah, it was close which to Which I think the winner gets a million, right? A million, yeah. So we, we were right up there. We were, yeah. actually, there's a few times where we, I think we even jumped inside the, um, like real close to the top three, and then you know somebody else will do something really big and get a big chunk of money. But yeah, we played well there. Yeah, we did good. So, so plunder. Just so everybody knows, it's the same hundred and fifty some odd people. Same map. Same map. Although if you get killed, you do respawn and come back in. You just lose all your crap. Yeah, you lose so, like you lose all a your portion money. of your. Well, I was gonna say a portion of your. Oh, portion. That's right. Yeah, it's like if you have hundred k, you'll go down to like eighty k, then fifty, then thirty, and you know it'll keep yeah. kind of chipping away. Uh, you also mm-hmm. get to choose your loadout for that game, which is different than um, the regular uh, Battle Royale mode. Like, you actually get to choose what guns you spawn in with, and you spawn in with your full loadout every time. Um, yeah. You don't have to unlock it or purchase it, which is also fun. Um, you know, because it gives you a little bit of a control over what kind of game mechanics you want to, like, do you want to use a sniper, or do you want to use all close-range stuff and just always stay close to uh, people and shoot. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a... Similar mode, but different enough that you do feel like you're playing something different. It uh, it it's enjoyable. Yeah, it was it was good, man. 
Um, so the other question I had for you is somebody coming into someone with maybe somewhat of a, some experience in the multiplayer call of duty or has played call of duties before. Mm-hmm. Cause most gamers have at least dabbled in call of duty generally. Right. Do you have a recommended loadout that you like to go with or particular gun, long range, mid range, <laughs> whatever for call of duty Warzone that can maybe perhaps make it a little easier for somebody who maybe is not, you know, who wants to not just get wiped when they first get in there? Is there a particular gun or perk right. or whatever it is that you say, hey, if you're just starting off, take a breather, try this? Um, Yeah, I think, well, there's some, excuse me, the guns can be up to personal preference because some people like, you know, just the feel of a gun over another. But there sure. are some things that are I would say are like, this needs to be done if you want to be successful. One, silencers all right, so on like, all your, silencers on all your weapons. Like, okay. Because you just it sound is very um, indicative of where people are at, and they can trace you very well by si- sound. And you show up on the mini map if you okay. don't silence your weapon. So those are the two. Like that's first off. Um, sure. I'm trying to think, I had another one and it slipped my mind. But <laughs> there's things I swear. Uh, <laughs> I personally like the AX50 because it's just, it's, you don't have to hit people multiple times from, and it has the most range. And you can, if you, if you're good with your aim, you can take people down in one shot. Um, even okay. with armor, if you get a headshot, it'll down them. Um, I tend to, I use either an M4, which is just the, basically the game's most balanced gun. Um, okay. It has a good rate of fire, good damage, good range, everything. Um, that's probably the, if they're just getting into it, that would be the easiest gun to deck out. I would put um, increased magazines on there because when you um, shoot people in the game, okay, first you have to go through their armor and their health the first time. That only downs them. Then mm-hmm. you have to shoot them again enough to, again, I said again like I'm from East Tennessee because I am. Um, <laughs> then you have to shoot them again to kill them. And a lot of times you will run out of bullets. And by the time you switch weapons to finish someone off their teammate will come around a corner and shoot you or they can kind of crawl around a corner then self-revive so being able to within one clip down someone and kill them um it's really important so i almost always run whatever max ammo even though it weighs you down a little bit it tends to be a valuable enough asset to um justify the weight because that is a thing in this Depending on if you're playing Blood Zone or War Zone, War Zone has that circle that closes in of the poisonous gas that you have to constantly run away from, whereas Blood Zone doesn't. Uh, or Blood... What am I... Blood... What am I... Not Blood Zone. I said Blood Zone. Plunder. Um, thank you, Plunder. I was... My goodness. I was like, <laughs> Blood man, Zone, what am I'm I... Like, yeah, ooh. I was trying to figure... I, I started to listen to myself. I was like, what am I talking about? Blood Zone. Plunder. <laughs> it um, is getting late. <laughs> yeah, it, well, yeah, it's... it's well, Yeah, it's not even the same day anymore. Um, I know. But yes, Plunder... You know, the whole map is open and there's never a circle it's just a either time or money gathered that stops that round yeah. um so yeah like that you can kind of you also probably want different loadouts for the different game modes because yes in one mode you're the how fast you can run is actually very useful because you can wait towards the edge of the circle so your back is kind of saved and you're kind of protected um and so you're going to want to lie your loadout that you can run faster and keep up and, and stay ahead of the smoke. Whereas on plunder, doesn't really matter how heavy you are. So just, you know, throw whatever you want on there. Um, as far as assault rifles, M4, the Ram 7, um, 
I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the growl is pretty good. Uh, those three are pretty solid options. Uh, submachine gun. I'd say the MP7 is just brutal up close. I don't know if there's a better machine gun up close to the MP7. It just melts faces. I um, think that's every Call of Duty. Yeah, it's just it's nasty. Uh, let's see the PP19 or what the Bison, whatever that is, tends yeah. to be a pretty good weapon for short range. And then yeah, sniper rifles are kind of up to up to individual taste. I just use the AX50 because I know it works and I know it hits hard. And so yeah, that that you know that's more or less. Um, Cold-blooded, everybody, as far as your um, skills or your uh, perks or your, uh, yeah. It's like cold-blooded. Then I use, I choose to use the. Um, now, what is cold-blooded for those who don't know? Ah, yes, good call. Mm -hmm. Cold-blooded makes you not show up on infrared scanners. Um, okay. So a lot of people, or on when people use infrared scopes, they, uh, it, it causes your body not to show that the. Like, normally you'll poke out. If you're not using it, you'll look, like, white hot, and they can see you. Yeah, like either, the Predator. Yeah, basically like the Predator. So they'll see you before you see them, basically. Um, it, it helps with... But if you have that turned off, then people can't use that. Um, I use... Um, gosh, I can't even remember what it's called. But there's one of the, the skill sets or the, the perks that allow you to use two main weapons. Instead of, like, a... Um, assault rifle and a pistol you can use an assault rifle and a sniper something along those lines mm -hmm. um so i use that one some people choose to go um ghost because it keeps uh uavs and uh drones from being able to spot you so if you're okay. going super sneaky that's a way to go mm -hmm. um and then usually the third one it's not super i mean it <sighs> you can use a bunch of different ones i tend to use um Either EOD because it makes flashes, grenades, uh, claymores all ha be less effective. So if someone throws a grenade, you're less likely to get completely blown up. You may only get hurt, but you won't get downed. Okay, um, that makes that's, sense. That's kind of up to that third one. I kind of think is there's a couple that are just because there's another one that gives you the option to use two um, two explosives yourself. You know, it's it's kind of up to the preference. That's that's not a super important one. I don't think. Um, but yeah, those those first two are probably the two where you're going to make the biggest uh, impact on how your playstyle works. All right, my final question of the night. Are you ready for this? This is Absolutely. the finale question. Can't wait. Where do you see Call of Duty Warzone in the next six months? Because there is going to be a new Call of Duty coming down the pike. Is Warzone got lasting legs? Is it going to be around like a Fortnite or an Apex Legends? Or is this going to, whatever you earn here, whatever you do here, is this going to drift away and they'll throw another Battle Royale with a whole new thing or whatever they're going to do right. on the next Call of Duty? I think they're planning on maintaining this for a while. Their plan is to make it work because I know they've got plans to open up the vaults that are all throughout the, and that hasn't they haven't even been like put in the map yet people were able to like um glitch through and look and they've not even been designed but they activision has stated that they will have vaults um they haven't said what they're exactly their purpose and everything is but they're going to put those in i'm guessing they're going to open up some areas like maybe inside the stadium i think their intent is to make it last for a while i also think possibly i mean this is just me guessing but I think it has some lasting legs because the base game had already started to quell. It had started to die out. 
player base. We were even noticing when we were playing, we were constantly playing against the same people over and over again. And, wow. You know, this has obviously gotten like tens of millions of people have started playing. And I think they only own Warzone. You know, they don't even have the base game. So I do think it will last even as the new game comes out. I think this is ha- this, the way this game plays, the way it works out, the way people are enjoying it. Um, and the fact that it's not, it's a whole player base that's not necessarily tied to the, um, the, the Call of Duty series. It's this specific game mode or this game, Warzone. Um, I, th- I think it'll, I think it'll last. I, I think it actually has some legs. Um, do you think it? Do you think it? I know every time a new battle royale comes out, everybody's like, "Oh, this is the Fortnite killer," <laughs> right. or this is the, you know, remember back in the day, Killzone was going to take out Halo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I personally, and I've talked about this previously on the podcast with Moldog, I don't see this taking Fortnite off its longevity throne. I my personal experience or my my personal I said my opinion is Epic Games is so dedicated to Fortnite cuz obviously that's their cash cow mm-hmm. that they constantly what was it every 2 weeks to a month there's a new season they change the map around they put in new modes they take yes. out modes they I don't see Activision and Infinity Ward doing that with this and the reason I don't on my end is they uh, Sledgehammer games just got demoted at Activision. And Sledgehammer, as we all know, was that third studio that did uh, Call of Duty. So every year, that was a developer who had three years to put it together. And I guess because Sledgehammer got demoted and they got pushed into whatever they were working on, Activision didn't like it. I guess was the was the story. So they canned what they were doing and through Treyarch to now Treyarch is under the gun to do a Call of Duty in two as opposed to three years. So and I believe Sledgehammer was up next, weren't they? Like cause they already did they already did uh their last one was what? Inf- was it not it wasn't Infinite Warfare. What garbage one did they do? No, they didn't do garbage one. They did World War Two. Yeah, they did World War Two. Yeah, that's exactly. So what it was. was it was World War Two. Then it was Black Ops Four, right? Mm-hmm. And now it was Modern Warfare. So it would have been Sledgehammer's turn again. But I guess whatever they were doing last year, the year and a half ago, whatever it was, Activision didn't like it. So they ended up pulling Treyarch and making Treyarch make the next Call of Duty game in a shortened cycle. And then on top of that, I guess there was a whole bunch of meddling and everything going around, which is why the battle Royale ended up in Treyarch's game anyway, because they scrapped that whole single player that Treyarch had built. Right. Um, so I think there's a little turmoil inside Activision for, you know, getting their call of duty house in order, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. I, and I, I, think, I don't. If Affinity Ward's got to rush out and do something next, I just, I just Activision always like they're done with that call of, just from history. Like I don't even know what's going on with Black Ops 4's battle royale mode. Have they updated it since this game came out? Do you know? Do people not a still? Whole lot. I'm sure. I think they tweaked it right 
I think a few months ago, like after this game came out, they did do a small update for it. And I did know that there were some people who were still playing it. Um, I mean, there's some streamers that I know that that was one of their big things that people still like to watch it. Yeah. But it wasn't a bad Royale, it, battle royale. It, didn't, it wasn't made the same way, and it never had the same impact either. Like, 30 million people will adjust priorities within a company very quickly. Um, yeah. You know, their, well, their, also, their battle royale also, almost felt like it was a part of that game. And well, it was. It, it wasn't so, free. Yeah, so it was like, exactly. It wasn't free. It wasn't standalone. I think there are some, that's why I'm a little bit more optimistic about, I don't know if this will take Fortnite down. I do think it'll last. I think it'll have a, it's kind of like maybe Apex or some, some other games that like took off real fast and then they lost some player base, but they're still around strong enough to stick with it and keep putting stuff out. And it's possible that they may, I can see them even skipping a year and just making a huge update to Warzone, maybe, you know, instead of. Um, every year putting out a single player slash multiplayer uh, Call of Duty is maybe just one year the the third year that normally uh, is you know is getting replaced maybe make a major Warzone change or update or something that would kind of take that place and take that excitement and uh, I, I mean I don't know but I do I do feel like it's it has a little bit of a different feel because I played the Black Ops um uh, battle royale mode and it just it it didn't have the same staying power i think i think this one has i guess we won't know for a few months till we see actually how aggressively they update you know content and maps and what what you know which path they take um, yeah you know it may be a little just, too early to say i just with activision themselves i mean being <laughs> Being the fact that you and I have been gamers forever, mm -hmm. we could probably go through Activision's uh, storied histories, you know, history. I think back to Guitar Hero. Yeah. And I remember when Guitar Hero came out and it lit the world on fire. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody had or still has to this day these cheap ass plastic guitars all over their house that they're still trying to get rid of. Because we all bought Guitar Hero and we all played it. And Activision turned into Scrooge McDuck with Guitar Hero. And all of a sudden, like within like a less than a year, it was Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero 3, Guitar Hero World Tour, Guitar Hero ACDC, Guitar Hero Metallica, Guitar Hero, you know, and then DJ Hero. And then from <laughs> DJ Hero, then the Harmonix left and got into a fight with Activision. Then there was Rock Band. And there was Rock Band 2, and I know that's EA, but... There was like it just like all these music games started like flying out, and then within a few years everybody was like "f this, I'm done." Yeah, I so, well that was back in a different era though. Like that was back when you almost had to put out a whole like companies put out a whole new game. When in reality, Rock Band was just putting out DLC. They're just putting out a few new songs, songs. for the same yeah. game, and I'm wondering yeah. if that is also part of the problem because people were paying full price. For just a few extra songs, and I and I I wonder if, I mean, you just never know. Like the the markets changed, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe they learned from their lesson, you know. I mean, yeah, they have a bad history, but they've yeah, exactly. Hmm. You know, it's a lot of things. I mean, even Twitter. Twitter used to be a lot bigger, as far as user base than it is now. It's it's dropped sure. drastically. Um, Everybody thinks Facebook and Amazon will be around in ten to twenty years, but us old farts, we can tell you. <laughs> That things move quickly. Yeah, things. It's funny how the the mighty fall, and uh -huh. I just with Activision though, just some of the decisions they make. Sometimes the things they pull as a publisher, 
I just, I'm afraid that, and especially with this battle royale genre, that they're all, they're all, and this isn't just Activision, but EA, all of them, are working as hard as they can to pump out these battle royales. Yeah. And eventually, when does the player base get battle royaled out? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a huge battle royale guy. So I'm I'm talking from the outside looking in essentially. Mm-hmm. I do love playing with you guys sometimes. I will not grind a battle royale generally. I'm like, okay, I played a few matches. This was fun. We laughed on the stream and we have a good time and whatever. And then I don't pick up a battle royale again for a while. Like I play Fortnite on our stream maybe once every few weeks. Um, I play Warzone with you and the the other uh, guys because uh, and ladies because. It's the hot thing right now, and we have a good time when I play with you, but I'd never lay on the couch and play that myself. Right. I will lay on the couch and play Doom by myself, or I will lay on the couch and play Witcher 3 when I have a moment, or you know, one other type of game that maybe necessarily fits me a little bit more. So I'm not speaking as a Battle Royale aficionado, right. uh, but, I, but I just, as a video game aficionado, I have seen Tony Hawk uh, skateboarding. Yep was the hottest thing ever from Activision. And then it was Tony Hawk 2, Tony Hawk 3, Tony Hawk 4. And they just started pumping, like, Tony Hawk takes a shit, or Tony Hawk takes a <laughs> shit volume 2. And they just kept going and going and going and going. And then eventually everybody was like, after a few years, they were like, eh, we yeah. don't like skateboard games anymore. So I just worry with Activision is what I'm saying. Like, instead of letting Warzone breathe and become its own thing, Mm-hmm. and let these guys have an opportunity to make something truly special over the course of a few years. I just feel like Activision is going to go, yeah, that's great. All right, we need the next one. Go. Yeah, how do we make and, more money off of this? Yeah. Yeah, and so instead of letting that one evolve and become its own classic, right. they're going to say, well, it's time for Call of Duty Warzone 3.7, the new one. Make sure, you know. So no, that's right. where I'm coming from with it. I can say that too. But I mean, that's what I say. It's but I do agree with you to, that it has legs. Yeah, you know, it's, it's different enough that I think it. I guess on its own, it 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 should succeed. But you're right; it depends on the company that's running it. Yeah, and Activision to me is one of those like the empire. <laughs> you know, EA's the EA to me is probably maybe a little more egregious. Yeah. Uh, with their gambling and their dirty crap, they sneak into sports games and everything else. Oh yeah, oh gosh, yes. But uh, but Activision is right up there sometimes, and and you know you know t- to be fair, to give credit where credit is due, a- I think Activision essentially didn't have to let Bungie go with Destiny. Uh, you know, on a little bit different of a topic, but just Activision let Bungie do their own like leave Activision, and Bungie took Destiny. And is now completely in their own control of their mm-hmm. own destiny. Ha ha ha. Right? <laughs> so I don't know if Activision maybe learned their lesson or just didn't want to gamble on Destiny anymore. And Destiny, by all accounts, is is doing still well and it's changing and Bungie's changing it to what they want it to be as opposed to Activision meddling in it. And you can tell Activision meddles in things because Destiny yeah. 1 was like half a game. Destiny 2 was like things were cut out of the game, even though it was okay, but it was kind of Destiny 1.5. It really wasn't a Destiny 2. Agreed. And then, uh, like we just talked about, Black Ops 4 was, was Machete was taken to that thing, you could clearly <laughs> tell. Uh, the zombie mode was kind of disappointing. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, the single player was gone. There was no single player. The multiplayer was good because Call of Duty multiplayer is always good, man. Like anybody mm-hmm. who says it isn't, you're just you're you're full of shit. But the you know the the Black Ops kind of felt tacked on the uh, battle royale mode. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I I will say, and I don't know, I don't know if you agree with me because I know you played both maps way more than me. I guess Treyarch maybe as a studio fits my personality a little bit more. I thought maybe that battle royale map had more personality than this one. Like it just had more memorable areas. Like maybe because the zombies were on the map. Maybe because they they took some of it. It was a little more colorful. It was a little more playful. I think is maybe what I would get. Yeah, and I think that fit the 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 game because like. Black Ops is kind of futuristic. It was kind of by as in its nature. They yeah. had personalities. Like the actual characters were like goofy people, almost very Overwatchy. Yeah. Um, whereas this is kind of built more on a realistic, and maybe that's smart because there's already goofy, yeah, colorful. Yeah, exactly. There's there's other Fortnite you know, actually Apex, looks beautiful. By the Apex way, Apex is the same. You know, Apex has got the characters, and it's a little yeah. more bright and and, and flashy. And so I think they're trying to find their own for people who don't like the flashy brightness. This is yeah. the more realistic version. Um, and I, I, so yes, I kind of agree. I, it just depends on what you like. I think it's just, you know, yeah, it's a preference. Yeah. I was just, one of the things I thought they were going to do in the infinity, in the infinity ward version of the map was, I guess the areas that they included in it kind of look like the co-op mode areas mm-hmm. from the co-op version of the part of the game, you That's know, the four, yeah. Yeah, it feels like because the soccer stadium and the map and all that stuff. I was kind of hoping maybe they would put some of the classic Call of Duty maps and build them into the map. Like they did with Treyarch, took some of their favorite maps from what they had done over the years and put them on their Battle Royale map. So maybe that's where a little bit of my disappointment comes from from the map is I'm not walking through going, oh, this is rust. They put it in here. Oh, this is... They just kind of made like a giant abandoned Russian town with a soccer stadium. Yeah, I'm hoping. And, well, maybe they will. Like that, maybe in their feet. Yeah, that's maybe how, they will. You know how Fortnite kind of almost redid their or Apex completely redid their map. Maybe yeah, they're going to do the same thing, year. but then it'll all be yeah. old maps. You know, and it's it's a yeah. So we, you know, that's what I say. It's it's. I'd like to before I give a really good prognostication on it, give them a few months to see. You know, six months to a year, see if they're just gonna try to milk this for all it's worth or if they're really gonna you know give it its proper yeah. treatment yeah all right man so i'm gonna put you on the spot right now if you had to score this thing Warzone, <laughs> you know how many how many blessings is preacher throwing down on this thing <laughs> mm, my child out of five mm. yeah yes <laughs> out, um, of, out of let's say out of i'll go out of 10 so i have a little bit. all right all right i'll give it you know what? It's very fun. It's very deep. It needs to be cleaned up. I'd give it somewhere between a seven point five and eight point five. All right. Um, and it can it could be getting real high. Like if they really clean it up, if they add some features that they're claiming, if they you know if they do a lot of stuff to make it. And again, by the way, it's still only a beta. You know, technically it's true. still only a beta. They, they so just, is Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, it's 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 a month, it, and they kind of rushed it out because they were. I think they're still planning on kind of spending some more time working on it, but people complain so much they're like, "Fine, here, have it." Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd give it somewhere between a seven and eight point five. It could get as high as a nine, nine point five. Um, I mean, as far as wow. me and my personal, yeah, my taste. Um, I mean, 
I, I would say as far as a battle royales, like I don't know if it'll ever completely replace multiplayer um, for me because I do like that. Just like get in and actually have the battle and assist guys and strategy and map control and all that jazz. Like I like that. Yeah, I um, understand. But you know, I'm trying to be fair far as like as a battle royale mode. I know I'm having a blast with my friends who I haven't played with for you know years. They've picked this up because it was free, and now we're playing together again. So that's a cool you know that may be tainting my scoring system a bit too. But yeah, I, I, you know, I'll give it a seven point five to eight point five, somewhere in that range. All right, so we're gonna call it an eight. All right, yeah, sounds Is that good. fair. We'll yeah, call it. An we'll eight. give it an eight. All right, man, preacher. We just ripped a classic, bro. Where Absolutely. can everybody find you on Instagram and Facebook Gaming to check out your live Facebook show and your beautiful collection of cigars? Oh yeah, on right. Instagram, best premium top shelf. Um, yeah. Preacher. Basically, everything is Preacher Oren. I'm at Preacher Oren on Instagram. It's uh, Facebook.com slash Preacher Oren on Facebook. So, you know, um, I think Twitter's the same thing. If you look up Preacher Oren, it's, you know, it's uh, Preacher as in how you would spell Preacher. And then Oren, which is the character from Final Fantasy X, A-U-R-O-N. Okay. Uh, some people think it's Aaron or, you know, they think I misspelled Aaron. It's not. It's, it's intentional that way. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, yeah, any... Almost any platform, if you look up that name, it'll be me. I have stolen it from everyone. I just have it on everything. <laughs> Make sure, guys, you follow Preacher. I can't. Oren. Am I saying it right? Oren? Yeah, you're, you're good, always, man. Preacher Oren. I yeah. always call you my Preacher Man. So, because <laughs> I knew that wasn't Aaron, but I wasn't sure how, sure to, how to pronounce say it. it. Yeah, that's fine. So, I totally pulled, like, I'm just calling him my Preacher Man. And so. That works too. Yeah, most people just call me Preach. Yeah, hey, Preach, come over here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So most people call me Ply. It turned into toilet paper after all these years. <laughs> and now I'm worth a lot because that's just like, a commodity right now. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Ply and the Muldog with special co-host Preacher himself. Make sure you follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find my live show most nights of the week when Facebook actually works at 9 o'clock at Ply Rock Gamer. All right, guys, we're out of here. Preacher, I'll see you on the war zone, baby. Absolutely. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>